Welcome to uh, episode three, I believe, of the First Pres podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying it so far. Obviously, it's just for students and those that have not been able to attend youth group and want to get caught up and stay in the loop with what is going on and what's being taught, or even parents that are curious about what is going on. If you guys uh, don't already know or haven't been um, filled in through the parent emails already, but this week we talked about spiritual gifts, uh, what they're used for, how they come about, um, and really just got a bigger understanding of the reason that they exist and their importance. Uh, we gave a general list of all of them. Uh, it's a lot of explanation at the very beginning, uh, but it's just a good overview to give everybody just a good basic understanding of what spiritual gifts are and uh, yeah, kind of what role they play in our lives as Christians. So hope you guys enjoy. Okay, let's hop, let's hop into it, guys.
Father God, um, we just thank you uh, for the blessing of being able to give you worship, uh, Lord, being able to lend our voices uh, to bring you glory. Uh, and Jesus, I pray that we would just um, not let anything uh, pull us away, us, God, uh, but I pray that we would just continue to focus on you, uh, continue to remember why we're here, and uh, the fact that, um, God, we're just blessed by our relationship with you and uh, the salvation that we have through your son, Jesus. Uh, so I pray that you would speak now, Holy Spirit, uh, give us the wisdom and understanding we need to have, and let us just be able to um, leave here knowing you and knowing more about um, how you work and what you do in our lives. Holy, holy God, it's in my name we pray. Amen. All right. So, obviously, uh, welcome to week two of our spirit series, guys. Um, so, uh, last week we talked about, does anyone remember? The spiritual world and realm. Spirit versus spirituality. Right, it was the difference between the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit does, and how the Holy Spirit interacts with us versus worldly spirituality. Right, um, the fact that spirituality is open and subjective—that was a point too. But Christ uh, and the Holy Spirit uh, within us gives us peace and clarity. Um, this week, however, we're going to be talking about drum roll, drum roll for me, drum roll for me, drum roll for me. Bang the chair, it's fine. All right. Spiritual gifts. There you go. We're talking about spiritual gifts, guys. Yes. Um, now, we're not going to go in-depth with every single spiritual gift because there are a lot, and they're very, very complex, so we're not going to go in-depth with all of them. But um, I do want to give you guys um, a fairly extensive list of the gifts, all right? So I'm, I'm going to be kind of listing them, a lot of them off. This isn't a complete comprehensive list, but it is fairly extensive, and I'm going to give you guys a little bit of what they are and a little bit of what they do, all right? Um, and we're going to be talking about, um, huh? No, 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 just just wait. Um, and we're also going to be talking about how they're used and kind of why they matter. So that's what tonight's going to be all about. We're talking about what's, what the spiritual gifts are in general, what they're used for, where they come from, and what their purpose is. Um but before we get into all that, guys, um, I just want to pray. We're just going to pray before we get into the lesson. All right. Father God, um, we thank you so much um, just to be able to separate off from middle schoolers and just to be able to kind of focus and dive in a little bit deeper as the high schoolers. Um, and so, God, I pray that you would just bless us with all the wisdom and understanding. And, uh, God, let us leave here with clarity and assurance and just a better understanding of how you work um, and just a peace and and um Clarity, uh, clarity, peace, understanding, reassurance, all those words, Lord. <laughs> to bring all that to us through this lesson. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So to start off, we're just going to list off the spiritual gifts. And I'm going to, I have a small description for each of them. Don't try and write down all of the descriptions of them. All right. Just try and write them down and just listen for what the descriptions are if you want to take notes on those. Okay. All right. So um, you guys also have a chance to discuss these with Amanda during small groups after this, too. Um, and she might not have all the answers. I don't have all the answers, but it gives you guys a good time to just kind of discuss and go through that. But anyways, let's go through it. So prophecy, um, to reveal future happenings or expand upon given biblical truth for the body, uh, the body of Christ through dreams, uh, divinely inspired thought, or uh, the, even the voice of God. Um, service, selflessly giving one's time and energy to others, and more specifically for the body of Christ. Um, teaching, uh, the ability to instruct others clearly, especially the body, on the truth of God and His Word. Prayer, instinctive desire to bring people and things to God in prayer. 
it's that, that it's a natural like quick response of like hey what do you do when you hear about something something's going on your inclination is to pray that's kind of the spiritual gift of prayer encouragement the lifting and supporting of others in life and faith uh, giving uh, wise material selflessness for the benefit of others leading uh, gathering together and focusing the body in one or more areas and or times all right mercy showing forgiveness and compassion that leads to peace and unity among the body. Wisdom, godly, clear insight in general and complex situations, or it can be understood as guidance as well. Um, knowledge, intellectual insight into uh, general things, especially in reference to God and His Word. Faith, deep trust and hope in Christ in all circumstances. Healing, the ability to heal ailments through prayer or the laying on of hands. Tongues, the ability to speak in languages not known to the speaker. Um, sign, uh, it's also a sign to non-believers, and this is specifically not language you already know. It's, it's miraculous. It's, it's something that is beyond yourself. Um, and the, the interpreting of tongues, or interpretation of tongues, the ability to understand and explain the tongues spoken to others. All right, that is a spiritual gift in itself. Distinguishing between spirits slash discernment. So these kind of, I kind of put those two together because uh, so the ability to tell the difference between godly and ungodly things, including spiritual and spirits, wise and unwise judgment, plus guidance in day-to-day -day life, especially for the body of Christ. Evangelizing, the natural inclination and ability to connect with and share Christ with others. Hospitality, the gift of bringing others together and provide the given needs in order to make way for fellowship or for instruction. All right. And so the main passages I got these from are, are those last three passages right there on the slide. Um, so just leave that there for right now, Andrew, just to kind of let people get that. Um, so I know there's a lot of good. I told you guys not to write the descriptions down. <laughs> no, I couldn't even get all of them. I know, I know. It's okay. It's okay. Um, it's okay. It's all right. Um, so obviously it's a lot. Um, uh, but funny enough, that also is not necessarily just a complete list. Um, leave it up for like another 30 seconds, right? Um, 30 that, seconds. Shh, that's okay. It's okay. You're, you're fine. Um, that, so there's a lot of gifts, and it's not a complete list because there are also many gifts that we as the body of Christ, that, that we as the body of Christ have that aren't necessarily listed specifically in the Bible. Um, as we discussed in our uh, series, Who Am I?, um, some gifts are just natural gifts, talents, and abilities that we're born with, right? That we have them throughout our whole life as things that we're um, more inclined to um, and that we can, we're able to approve, improve upon. Um, and whenever we put our faith in Christ, he actually takes those gifts and use them, uses them for a greater purpose and in a greater way than before. But I want to at least give you guys a quick glance at most of the ones that we see in Scripture uh, with a small description. Uh, we can go more into depth about each one, uh, probably on Sunday mornings. So I know we're not doing Sunday morning uh, youth group um, whenever we're doing church uh, for the next few weeks. Uh, but uh, whenever we come back and after we do our theology stuff that we've been doing, um, we can kind of go into depth more about each spiritual gift and the things that they do, all right? Um, but... Now we're going to talk about um, where these gifts come from, uh, what they're used for, why we have them, and why they're important. All right. So to start off, we need to be clear that all gifts come from God. All right. All gifts come from God. Gross. 
Don't worry about the number of lists. You're gone. We'll talk about them later. Don't worry about it. So all gifts come from God. And there's nothing on earth that is a surprise to God. All right? There's nothing that God is doing or has around him that he sees that he's like, oh my gosh, oh, that was a surprise. Like We get surprised with stuff because we don't expect it. We don't know what's coming. But God is omniscient, meaning he knows all. He's outside of time, so he sees everything that's already happened and is already going to happen. And he's also omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere all the time. He's fully present. He's fully aware of everything. So nothing surprises or is outside of God's awareness or control, all right? And that goes along with our spiritual gifts that people have. So when we put our faith in God, it says that he makes his dwelling inside of us, as it says in, in Ephesians 3. It is only after we have a relationship with God um, and whenever God makes his dwelling inside of us that we are able to bear fruit for him and begin to understand our gifting. All right. So it's only when we have that faith and relationship with God that we're able to fully understand our gifting in him. And it says in 1 Corinthians 12, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. All right. So this is a lot of what we're getting our stuff from is going to be in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians uh, 14. There's a lot of stuff in those two passages about the spiritual gifts. And this passage goes through various gifts. And you know, so we're, this is the beginning of it. It goes through a bunch of uh, various gifts. And then it continues on in the same vein in verses 11 through 13. It says, All these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And he distributes each, uh, each to every one, them to each one. Sorry. Just as he determines, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its main parts forms one body. So it is with Christ, for we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentile, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. All right? So spiritual gifts come from God, like we said during our Who Am I series, discussing giftings, and some of these giftings are fairly normal, or they seem fairly normal and common. Um, so you kind of make you think, or you might wonder, what makes them so special? What's the big deal about having a, a seemingly normal gift or gifting and all these things? But the thing is, when you put our faith in Christ, God's the one that turns something that is seemingly normal it does something miraculous and greater than what it was before. And God always, throughout the Bible, you see him take something that is seemingly either hopeless or almost worthless, and he turns the worthless into something extremely valuable. He takes something that is in a humble position and raises it up to glory. And our gifting and our inclinations and our natural talents and abilities might sometimes seem normal, but when we go to God, with those gifts and talents and abilities, and we grow our faith in Him, He takes those very things that we see as normal, and He uses them for greater things. He uses them to impact others and to uh, do amazing things in and through us. Um, and the thing is, He's the one who also gives us our personalities and our physiological abilities and all these things that we have. But it's whenever we connect more with Him and we realize that He's made us to be who we should be. And when we go to him, he shows us how we should be living our lives. 
he shows us how to use the very gifts that he's given us in order to use them properly. So it's ima imagine this example I have like this. It's, it's as if you, from the time you were a child, you were given like a tool. Let's say you had a knife. Like, okay, you're like, I have a knife. And you're, you, you always have it there. You have certain ways to use it. And then one day you find out that there's the guy who actually made the knife is at another place. And you're like, oh man, okay, well, let me go to this guy. And you go and you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live with this guy because he's the one who, who made this. He's the one who gave this to me. And when you go there, he's like, hey, I'm going to sharpen this for you. I'm going to show you how to use it. Hey, you know, don't, don't try and – it's really dull. But hey, let me, let me sharpen that thing for you. And you're like, oh, okay. And then you realize that the one who made the knife and gave it to you is also the one who can show you how to use it more effectively. And it's the same thing with our gifts, talents, and abilities. You might have had something for a while. But whenever you take it to God, he shows you how to use it properly in a way that's more impactful, that does something for others and for him. All right. And so now you might think that like, OK, when you think about gifting, you might not think about the normal stuff, but that's kind of the normal like normal stuff is like that. God takes what is seemingly normal and uses it for something extraordinary. But then you think about spiritual gifts. A lot of us think about the miraculous ones like gifts of tongues and spirit and you know spiritual understanding or prophecy um, or healing we think about those more miraculous things or even like the spiritual gift of prayer like what the heck is that what do you even mean um, where do those fit in because those aren't normal those aren't things that everybody just has right and so but they're still in the same grouping of these that list of the gifts like encouragement and giving and serving so how do those guys fit in with all these seemingly crazy things that we hear about? But God makes it pretty clear in the Bible that every gift serves a purpose and has a time and place. So no gift is without reason, and no gift is just given flippantly. God gives the gift to those that need it in those moments for a purpose and for a time. All right? So... Uh, think about um, in Acts. So in the book of Acts, there's you know the disciples in the very beginning. So Jesus has died and like is raised again, but then he's he's gone. So then the disciples are up in the upper room and they're cowering. They're like, "Oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? Jesus is gone. We are screwed." They're just like scared in the upper room of this thing. And then the Holy Spirit descends upon them like tongues of fire, and all of a sudden. All these disciples start speaking in tongues. And they're like, they don't, they're speaking in languages they didn't know that are not native to them. And they go out into Jerusalem after this is happening and they start proclaiming the gospel because there's all these people from all these different nations that are all gathered there with them at this time. And so God used them through the gift of tongues to be able to proselytize or to evangelize to all these people. So Normally, they wouldn't have been able to reach that many people with the gospel at one time. But God gave them the gift of tongues in that moment for the purpose of reaching more people for him. And the people were like, how the heck are these guys speaking these languages? They're not from where I'm from. These guys are obviously like Jews from this specific area. How are they speaking my native tongue? And some people thought they were crazy, but then they realized they were speaking the gospel and it was the power of God in them. That did something. So it might seem like this miraculous thing, like, oh my gosh, like I want the gift of tongues. It's going to be this crazy thing. But God gives those gifts in their time for a purpose. And so while you might 
want to desire those things. I might have those things. God gives gifts according to what he has set before. It's not just willy-nilly. He just gives it to anybody who desires it. He gives it for a time and a purpose. Because whenever we think about the gifts, we have to realize that all gifts are for God's glory and for his kingdom. All gifts are for God's glory and for his kingdom. Because we all have abilities and talents given to us by the Holy Spirit that are also being sharpened and honed for his kingdom in his body. These gifts aren't just small things to be used however we'd like and whenever we'd like. They're to be used for his body, to build it up and to strengthen his body and also to further his kingdom. In Ephesians 4.15, it says, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined together, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So the body is all under Christ. But as we, the church, brothers and sisters in Christ, we form the body. And we are building, we should be building each other up with the very gifts that we've been given in love. As we do our own individual gifts, talents, and abilities, we should be strengthening each other in our faith. And not only that, we should be furthering the kingdom of God. And we can't lose sight of the fact that a big part of what our gifts are for is actually building each other up in our faith. Allowing others to be blessed by what God has given us. Not only that, we can use those very gifts to reach out and show the world how God moves and changes us, how God is in our midst, how he is the one who changed our lives and is doing something miraculous. It's the very gifts that we are given that both strengthen the body and build it as well. It, it adds, sorry, adds to it. I mean, it's a better way to put it. It strengthens the body and adds to the body as well. And it points again and again in the New Testament that everything should be done so that the church may be built up. Everything should be done so that the church may be built up. It is also important that we never idolize or become jealous of those that might have certain gifts that we don't have. And we can't look down on others because they might not have the same gifts that we have either. Your gifting is not my gifting. And your gifting might not be the same as somebody else's that you might be around. And we can't think of ourselves as greater or less than just because we have different giftings because God gave you the gifts that you need to achieve the purposes that he has in your life. Your plan is not the plan for somebody else's life. God doesn't want everyone to live and walk and do the exact same thing in their life or else there'd be a lot of people that don't get to hear the gospel. There'd be a lot of people that are missing out on what God has for them. All people and gifts serve the same purpose that is to build up the body and to reach out to the world and all of them come from God and the Holy Spirit he is our guide and our advocate lives inside of us for those that believe in him and when we put our trust in him further he's able to take what we have been given and take that to an even greater level and sometimes that means your gifts come and go. Sometimes you, you gain more. Sometimes you get some that aren't really your gifting anymore. And that changes throughout your life, and that's okay. And I also want to point out to you guys that our gifts are also controllable. 
Our gifts are controllable. Now, we hear about those miraculous gifts like speaking in tongues or prophecy um, or even healing and assume that it just almost takes over the person, right? You hear like the apostles speaking tongues and they're like, oh, oh, and they're just like, you might think that someone's out of control to speak in tongues everywhere or just like, oh, I got a prophecy, oh, and they just start proclaiming something to God or to the people. But it's not like God just overwhelms somebody and they just can't control what's going on. We actually see very often in the Bible in multiple places that God is an order, a God of order and peace and not chaos and disarray. In 1 Corinthians 14, it says, If anyone speaks in tongues, two, or at most three, should speak one at a time, and someone must interpret. If there is no interpreter, the speaker should keep quiet in the church and speak to himself and God. Now, I don't know about you, but if there's a biblical command to hey, keep your tongues quiet if no one else knows what you're saying. That sounds like you're in control, right? There's some submissive portion of that that we control as believers. It's not to say that we can quench the Spirit and that God's Spirit just can't move through us if there's a really powerful need that He has in us. But God does give us, it's like a tool in our hand that we can utilize. And sometimes you need to realize you're not going to use it at a certain time. And sometimes you realize this is the time to be able to utilize that. And later on, it also says that for those spirits of the prophets are subject to the control of the prophets. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all congregations of the Lord's people. So God provides us with gifts to build up the body of believers and to further his kingdom, all in order and in peace, as he has ordained it. Now, I cannot tell you what your guys' gifts are. I, I, I'm, I'm, that's not for me to decide. I'm sorry. Um, I have an insight about certain things that you guys are more inclined to, that I see, maybe potential that you guys have in certain areas. Um, but I cannot tell you what that is. Because, for one, I'm not God, so I don't know what you've been given. Two, um, someone might be able to speak into your life in a way that they can tell you that because God might have given them a word to them to be able to share with you and say, hey, I feel like you have the gift of this and gift of that. But I feel like I, I can't just generally say I know for a fact what your guys' things are. But I have a strong guess for some, <coughs> some of you guys and for a lot of you guys. But always remember, if anyone or anyone seems spiritual but goes against what God's word says, it's best to steer clear of those people or those situations. For instance, there's a lot of people that are Christians or that claim to be Christians that do strange spiritual acts that say, oh, well, this is a, a, you know, a new wave of what the Holy Spirit's doing. The Holy Spirit's doing something new in our midst. And so he's changing things. He's doing things that are miraculous that are different that we don't read about in the Bible. That's very dangerous ground to be on because you don't want to just be changing what God's established that we've been following and understood for a long time. The Bible's been put together over a long time. It's not something that we're just like, hey man, we're just going to let everything in that has Jesus in the name of it. Because that, that would be a dangerous road to walk. Because some people will try and misconstrue what the Word of God says. And so we want to be careful to stick to what the Bible says about spiritual gifts and spiritual things. Because again, like we talked about last week, spirituality from a worldly sense is very subjective. It's very dependent on what the person feels. 
and what they think is best for them or it's what, what you want it to be, yes. not what it is. Yes, and so we have to remember always that in all things we have to hold to <laughs> what God's Word says and not what we feel or what we think is right, but what God says is correct. And later on, um, next week, we're actually going to be talking about false spirits and false prophets, and we're talking about angels and demons and spiritual warfare. Um, but as a general rule for all of you guys, I want you guys to stick close to the Word of God and really dig into what the Bible says, and the Holy Spirit will guide you and direct you in not only your life, but also just your spiritual gifts and what those might be. And really, you can ask like in prayer, like ask God, hey, God, what are my giftings? What have you given for me to be able to use? Some people are very, very good at evangelizing and talking to God about others. Some people can look at God's word and understand deep, complex things, but they can't teach that to others. They feel like, hey, I can understand this, but I don't know how to explain it. It's like Moses. Moses really understood and was really close to God, but he really couldn't communicate to people, so he had somebody else do it for him. Other people are so passionate about God and they just love God. They have a faith that is infectious and that boils over in other people and it's like so evident you're like wow other people have a gift of prayer and service and all these different things and some people have the gift of healing and tongues and prophecy and i'm not going to say those things aren't around today because we don't really have a biblical basis to say that those things aren't happening but i do know that god gives them at a certain time and for us as long as we stick close to god's word and remember that he is the one who gives those to us we're never going to be steered, steered wrong as long as we go to God for guidance. Cool? All right, let's pray. Father God, I just thank you so much for uh, just, just a lot of information um, very quickly and just a little bit of a, a peek uh, more at the spiritual gifts, what they are, how they're used, and what they're good for, Lord. Um, ultimately, we know uh, they're to build each other up and they're to further your kingdom, God, because it's all for your glory and for your kingdom uh, as we live our lives. Um, and Lord, some of us don't fully understand, or most of us probably don't fully understand what our giftings are yet. Uh, but God, I pray that you would bring clarity. Uh, but also, I would ask for peace for us to not be worried or overly concerned about what those gifts might be, but to trust that you'll give us the gifts that we need in the timing that is best for you and for us. In your timing, you'll provide. And until then, God, let us just cling tightly to you and remember that Ultimately, it's not about a gift or a special time. It is about you, Jesus, because it all comes from you. And Holy Spirit, you're the one inside of us, giving us those things, directing us and sharing wisdom from the Lord with us. So Holy Spirit, guide us, speak to us, and help us to steer far away from spirituality and so, so close to you, Holy Spirit. In your mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys.